welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today we'll be joined by Tom Goodwin. Tom is a speaker and writer and recently wrote a book titled Digital Darwinism, which was published in April of 2018. It offers a guide for business leaders on how to embrace the power of the new to transform companies for the modern age. Welcome, Tom. Thanks for having me on the show. I recently read your article in the World Economic Forum titled Forget Coding, We Need to Teach Our Kids How to Dream. There are some very interesting ideas there, which we can discuss more about today. But I'd like to start out just by asking how have you seen education transform since you were studying? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really, if I'm honest, which is part of the frustration that, that drove me to write this piece. You know, I'm aware I'm not in the school system, I'm either as a student or as a pupil, but many of my friends are. And we have the kind of digital garnish within the, the university system or the school system where we have iPads and there'll be a room where you can do 3D printing. But mm-hmm. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's really transformation. You know, I think at, at its essence, uh, new technology changes sort of society and it changes the very fabric of business. And education's role is probably to prepare people for that world. And I think we're still making the same assumptions about what the role of education is. We're still kind of um, using it as a factory production line to make people the same as each other rather than to make the most of each individual skill. And it's mm-hmm. mainly done, sort of, it's oriented around the needs of the market, really. So in the, in the sort of six, 600 AD in the UK, you know, schools were there to prepare people to be good scholars of the church system. And then the military came along and, the school system became about making sure that people were the same and a, a cog in a machine that could fit within the military system and extremely compliant. Um, mm-hmm. And then the sort of industrial revolution came along. And, and again, people were literally like human cogs in a, in a sort of factory production line. And I think, you know, that, that's not fine, but it's understandable. But you look at it today and you think, well, actually, you know, the world needs people who are brilliant in one area. And the world needs generalists. The world needs people that come up with ideas. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that we've transformed with that role and that output at the core and also we haven't really embraced new technology at the very core so you know you may well be able to email your teacher but have we really rethought about the entire online mechanism what that means for learning and sort of reworked the whole system around that mm-hmm. and what do you believe are some of the key skills that education should teach kids yeah from now over the next 10 years Yeah, I mean, I I like to tell you what it's skills, because I think most of the education system is based on knowledge. It's based Mm -hmm. on remembering capital cities or remembering how to do equations or remembering times tables. And actually, increasingly, knowledge isn't particularly useful. I know that sounds strange, but, you know, if you have (laughs) to speak to Siri or Alexa, you know, (laughs) they'll know more than you ever know. So it's much more interesting to sort of think, you know, further within yourself. So what are the skills that you can use to build knowledge? Um, but also what are the kind of values and the attributes as a person that, that's going to be most useful? And, you know, we know for sure that we can't really predict the future. We know that, you know, a 15-year-old growing up today will be in the middle of their career in, you know, 2040, 2050, which is a world we can't begin to understand. To relate to different people, the ability to empathize, um, the ability to constantly reinvent yourself and change as the world changes. Most important of all is this idea of kind of creativity. So it's easy to, to run around thinking that computers are going to destroy our jobs. I don't think <laughs> that's necessarily the case, but we have to look at the things that computers are going to be terrible at. 
Um, and that's a really good way to safeguard our own careers. And what computers are definitely terrible at is anything that involves um, ideas and seeing things from a different perspective and the sort of creation of new out of unlikely combinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I think of creativity, um, you know, when it comes to problem solving, if I look at my job today or what I do today, I feel yeah. like in, in education, there wasn't ever enough time. I don't know. I kind of feel like it was always very rushed, like day after day after day was always very rushed, that there wasn't like this time to kind of sit down and think about a problem on a mid to long-term basis. I don't know if you would feel the same. No, it feels the same. I mean, schools um, schools have sort of lost their fun, I think. I mean, I was quite lucky because <laughs> I grew up in the English countryside. Um, and my mum was actually my teacher for a small part of my, my schooling career. But, you know, um, we probably all as adults now learn more when we're relaxed and when we're opening our eyes to the world. And whether that means sort of traveling abroad or whether that means meeting weird people, or whether that means sort of <laughs> listening to conversations in Waffle House. Like, I think we need to try and have this undercurrent of receptivity and, and relaxation. And I think yeah. when you look building systems that embrace play I and mean, you look to ones which are the opposites um to the american system which is very much about passing tests you know you just see different characteristics i think come through in this next generation yeah i think one of the other points would be around relationship building i kind yeah. of feel that that's such an important part or an important skill that you need in your career that it's something that i feel was just completely skipped over in in education yeah, I mean, it, it would be interesting to talk to people that know much more than, than I do about it. But yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think somehow we sort of assume that sort of sociability and empathy, sort of relatability and communication skills and emotional IQ, I think we assume they're all kind of innate things or that they're the sort of parents' responsibility to bring out. And I think we need to have an open mind to the fact that actually those are the most important things that we can ever have, that we don't tend to think about them enough, that we don't tend to talk about them enough. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you have the ability to sort of relate to people, um, you're probably going to learn a lot more. You're probably going to be more successful in any kind of career that involves persuasion um, or selling, which is pretty much every single job on the planet. So we need to be much more focused on these things. The hard thing about them, of course, is it's very hard to measure. Like, you can't really do yeah. exactly. You're like, you know, you've got 39 out of 52 on the likability scale or you know, your pupils looked at me in a really compelling way when I was talking to you, so you get an A. <laughs> um, so we have sort of favoured this idea of measuring people by the same sort of benchmarks in a rational, objective way. And unfortunately, most of the things that are going to be really important can't really be measured that way. Yeah, and looking at universities themselves, uh, why do you think that universities should cease to exist? <laughs> I'm not sure if I said that precisely. I think, uh, <laughs> We tend, to, we tend to sort of look at life in a very conventional way where we make lots of assumptions. I mean, mm-hmm. at this moment in time, it's, it's quite a short-lived thing in, in the scheme of history. There is this assumption that somehow, you know, a third or a half of people should make their way through university um, and that that's the kind of best way for people to, to sort of prove their worth. And I think um, in- increasingly it'd be good to challenge that. Like university is an amazing thing for many, many minds, not necessarily the minds that we assume. Like, you know, university yeah. is not necessarily the best for people that want to speak Latin or sort of study philosophy. But there are some minds that just love information and want to digest as much of it as possible. They love academia. But we have to be aware that, you know, as cliched as it sounds, leaving school and starting an app or leaving school and traveling around the world and writing or leaving school and making a documentary, these are actually pretty remarkable ways to learn. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm quite jealous these days of people 
um, who know how to set up a company and know how to sort of manage a P&L and they know how to persuade suppliers from China to, you know, get them toilet roll manufacturing equipment. Through the <laughs> um, so I think um, we, we have a sort of snobbishness somehow. And, you know, as a sort of middle class English guy, I'm sort of, I've grown up with this snobbishness where you assume that people who are like us go to university. And increasingly, I don't know what it really says. I mean, it wasn't really an active decision for me to go to university. It's more that I decided not to rebel against the whole system and leave the, the process. And when I look at it now, I learned so much from Twitter. I learned so much from observing stuff as I travel the world. I learned so much mm-hmm. from other people. But actually, relative to what I learn in a normal week now, it actually seems like a very inefficient place to learn. Like what it really does is it's a great way to show that you're conventional. It's a great way to show that you've got good money behind you, that you're unimaginative in what you deem as being success. Um, it's a great way to build a network which might help you get a job later on. But when mm-hmm. it comes to developing as, a, as an actual person itself, it's a pretty crappy use of time. Yeah, and how do you think, I mean, let's say that universities didn't exist, or maybe they will, but maybe they won't be as important, or maybe they will. Let's see what happens. But how do you think companies would then go to qualify candidates, especially at the initial stages in their career, you know, without the reference of education? Yeah, no, this is a a very good question that kind of gets to the heart of the issue. And I think, um, I, I think maybe we've been quite lazy. I think, you know, I'm part of several recruitment processes and I typically do get to see people right towards the end. And I'm aware that at that point we've stripped away anyone remarkable stroke different because we've kind of insisted that people study quite boring things at quite boring institutions. Um, there needs to be a solution. I mean, I mean, I like to think in the modern world, people can express themselves more than ever before. There's much more transparency about people's personality and accomplishments. You know, I can go on someone's Twitter feed and get a good idea of their brain. I can go on their Facebook page probably and see quite a lot about their character. I think any process that we can follow that asks people to sort of compile and create material that proves their character, because I think that's the most important thing, shows their sort of values and their skills, that's going to be a great thing for us to assess. And Mm -hmm. it may be that that becomes an almighty burden. But, you know, I'd like to think that these things are really important. Like finding the right talent and people for a role is absolutely essential. And if that means that we need to employ, you know, several people full time to be spidering their way through this stuff, maybe there's a <laughs> role for artificial intelligence and all that sort of jazzy software to help out in the process. But I think this idea that somehow we can compare people based on GPAs or what kind of degree they got, I think that's just not a very um, useful way to, to think about measuring people. Yeah, I would say from from the clients that we work with as well, I think across the board, self-awareness is one of the key things that they're always looking for, which you don't need any education at all. And even someone that's 16 can either demonstrate or not demonstrate that. So I think it's just a goes to show, you know, let's say the education versus the more behavioral skills that the companies are looking for as well. No, absolutely. I mean, it's a cliche to talk about a can-do attitude, but, you know, when I work with people, increasingly I just want people to make happen what it is that I need them to make happen. 
that's always in the roles that I have people help me out with. It's always about attitude and it's always about thirst. It's not about how hard they work. It's about the degree to which they're prepared to carry on going and use their imagination and try different combinations of things. Mm-hmm. Right? not something that a university system is particularly good at, at creating so this isn't a sort of rallying cry against universities it's more <laughs> saying if we were to create a sort of structure today to get the most out of people so that you know 19 21 24 year olds with the best equipped people on the planet i don't think we'd start with the system that we have today you know we probably yeah. Thing which involves much more travel and much more creative output and much more collaboration um, yeah yeah fascinating to think what that system looked like but at the moment you know it's quite likely that the best people in the world are still going to go through a university process um but we should have an open mind to there being different ways to do this yeah well tom i believe that you've given our listeners a lot to think about and um yes if anyone has any questions or comments Uh, please feel free to write them in the comments section below and myself or Tom will get back to you. Thanks. Thank you.